Last month, we talked about transparent leadership. And as we know that people value honesty, as leaders, sometimes we're not sure how much to say, when to say it, or how to say it, because you can say too much at the wrong time or in the wrong way. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to be real and not be weird. This is the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. I'm honored to have you back for another episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. We are passionate about building leaders. We know that when you as a leader gets better, you can impact so many people around you. If you're new with us, I want to welcome you. We have a great leadership community of people from all over the world who are very passionate about growing in their leadership. And I want to just tell you, we release a brand new podcast on the first Thursday of every single month. I'd love to invite you to subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen or watch through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube. We also have a leader's guide. I know that a lot of you like to go over this with your team. If you do have a team and don't cover this together, I'd love to recommend that you do. You can go to life.church slash leadership podcast. Let us know who you are, and we'll send you the leader's guide. It'll come to you every single month. It's got questions in it, detailed notes. Hopefully, it'll be really helpful to you. If you enjoy the podcast, one thing you can do for me is you can invite others to be a part of it at your workplace, people that you know. Thank you to those of you that share on social media. And also, if you haven't rated the podcast or written a review wherever you consume the content, if you could do that for me, it would mean a lot, and it also helps increase our exposure. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how do we lead with authenticity and transparency. Before we do, I want to dive into a couple of questions. So many of you email amazing questions. Uh, I'll deal with one from Jose. Jose asked a question, uh, when do I know as a leader and in life, when trying to help someone develop and grow, when does it become more hurtful than helpful both to them and to me? So Jose is mentoring, giving feedback to either a friend or a coworker, and you're wondering when does it become more hurtful than helpful to them or to you? We had several people kind of ask questions in this similar lane, and I just want to say very lovingly and directly, it should never be hurtful to them or to you. Anytime you're coaching or giving feedback, ultimately it may be a little bit hard or difficult to hear, but it should never take someone down. It should always build someone up. So Jose, in your question, you did mention life, not just work. And so I'm reading a lot into your question. Forgive me if I'm way off base. And I apologize if I've got wrong assumptions, but it's my guess that perhaps you might be offering someone advice that they didn't ask for it. Um, in everyday life, I kind of try to make it a rule. I'm not going to go up to anybody I don't know that doesn't ask for advice and try to offer advice that's never received well or it's rarely received well. In the workplace, though, if you're in a place of leadership, if you're a coach, you're a mentor, you're helping develop your team, then it actually is fair game because you have some sort of responsibility or authority or care to help build up your team. Um, in a work relationship, here's what I hope that you'll try to communicate. You're a coach. You care about your team. You care about your players, and you want to help them 
improve. And so you have to let them feel the love behind all the coaching. Uh, I had an overly sensitive team member years ago that always said, well, you always give me feedback. And what I try to help them understand is this, that the better a player is, the more coaching that you tend to give them. I want you to think about this. If you've got a team full of five-year-olds playing sports, there's going to be one mom or dad out there coaching all 15 of them that are running like crazy. When you get into the pros, you get specialized coaches. You might have a hitting coach, a fielding coach, a batting coach, offensive coaches, defensive coaches, special teams coaches, because the better you get, the more coaching you need. So if we're coaching someone, it's not because they're not good, it's because they really are good, because we value them and because we want them to get better. If they don't receive the coaching, if they always push back, they're always defensive, there is a problem. We want them to understand that without honest and timely feedback, their personal growth and our organizational growth is always limited. If you have players who are unwilling to receive coaching, their unwillingness to receive helpful feedback will guarantee their inability to grow. It should never hurt. Because we love each other, we help each other get better. A good book I recommend is by Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone called Thanks for the Feedback. That might give you some feedback on how to give and receive feedback. Uh, Nikki asked this question. I love this question. Nikki said, I'm a 21-year-old in full-time ministry, and I'm leading a couple of teams, but really struggling to get past the age thing. Nikki's only 21. How do I overcome the mental battle of, I want to lead people, but I feel too young? Nikki, I'm glad you asked this question. A lot of people ask similar ones. I felt the very same thing that you feel now when I was 22 years of age leading people in my 40s and 50s. And here's what I discovered, Nikki. At every age and at every level in leadership, I had a reason at that moment to be insecure and unconfident. Let me say it again. When I was 22, I blamed age. When I was 32, I found other reasons to be insecure and unconfident. What's so funny to me is that I felt too young for years and years. Then one day I woke up and I thought, am I too old? I never felt just right. I'm wondering, when was I just right? It must have been like at 2 p.m. on an afternoon when I was 41 years of age or something. I don't know, but it just, I never felt just right as a leader. At every season, you're going to not be something. You're not going to be the right gender, the right age. You're not going to have the right education, the right training. There's going to be some perceived reason why you aren't quite ready for it. You'll always have a reason to be insecure. So let me give you four thoughts that I hope will be helpful to anybody and everybody who feels insecure in their current season. Number one, someone else believed you were capable for that role. Whoever put you there believed you had what it took. Take confidence in that. Number two, since you're in ministry, what I want to do is I just want to bring a little spiritual impact to you and say this. God believed that you were ready. If he wanted someone else to be doing what you're doing now, someone else would be doing what you're doing right now. There's about 7.6 billion people in the world, and he could have put any one of them in that role. He chose you. Find confidence in that. Number three, remember, the people you're leading are thinking about themselves more than they're thinking about you. Here's a little secret. They're insecure, too. Nikki, you're 21. You might be leading a 35-year-old. That 35-year-old's thinking, hope I'm cool enough for Nikki to like me. (laughs) Maybe I'm too old to be cool anymore, whatever. Everybody's insecure. They're thinking more about themselves. And number four, some people, and this is honest, they might try to discredit you for your age. What I want to encourage you to do is this, Nikki. Let your consistency, let your passion, let your integrity, and let your leadership win them over time. Let who you are, let how much you care, 
but how strongly you lead, let that speak for itself. And over time, you will win a lot of people around you. Don't let age talk you out of doing something special. We're all insecure, and we all have reasons to step into our calling in our current season. Let's look at new content. If you were with us last month's episode, we talked about why transparency matters. What I want to do in this episode is I want to be really, really practical. I'm calling it How to Be Real and Not Be Weird. I have a longer title, but it wouldn't fit on all the places we wanted to type it. So here's my longer title. Are you ready for it? My longer title is this. How to be real and not be a creepy, oversharing, desperate, needy, pathetic, emotional basket case that people avoid and secretly don't tell about the after-hour get-togethers. That's my longer title, but for the sake of keeping it in print, how to be real and not be weird. If you think that title is weird, sorry, just deal with it. I've been criticized for being weird. Transparency in leadership. Can you be too transparent? The answer is yes, you can. There is such a thing as too much transparency in leadership. What do we need to know about transparency? What does it require? Transparency requires ruthless honesty and strategic wisdom. It requires both. We want to be ruthlessly honest, but also strategically wise. Let's talk about wisdom. If you turn all your meetings into personal vomit sessions where you whine, complain, cry, moan about everything, you will very quickly lose the confidence of your team members around you. Your meetings should never, ever be group therapy where you force everyone to endure your own personal insecurities. We have to recognize as leaders that transparency is not all or nothing. As a leader, you always tell the truth, but this is very important. Telling the truth means what you say is true, but it doesn't mean everything true needs to be said. Let me say it again. Telling the truth means what you say is true, but it does not mean everything true needs to be said. Here's the problem. So many leaders wrongly believe that we need to be completely open or we're being completely secretive. We need to embrace the reality that you can be transparent without divulging every detail or covering every subject. Responding to a question with this, this is not appropriate to share at this point, is an appropriate response. That's not being secretive, that's being truthful and wise. So let me give you three different scenarios where complete transparency may not be wise. Uh, First one is this, complete transparency isn't wise the wrong time, to the wrong people or in the wrong way. First one, it's not always wise at the wrong time. In other words, FaceTiming a new employee at 9 a.m. to talk about your deepest fears, that's probably not wise. Calling the whole team together at 8 a.m. on Monday morning and saying, hey, I'm thinking about quitting, I'm thinking about selling the company, whatever, that's probably not wise. Calling an emergency meeting to discuss a problem that hasn't happened, that may happen, but might not happen, what's that going to do? It's going to create unnecessary fear and often lead to unwise decisions. Here's what we need to recognize. Choosing when to be transparent and how to be transparent is wisdom. It's not deceitful. Being transparent at the wrong time is unwise. It's also wrong to the wrong people, unwise to the wrong people. In other words, Not everyone on your team needs to know everything. When might we hold back? Um, If someone has no power whatsoever to help shape the outcome, we may not burden them with all the information. Or if someone's proven that they're not trustworthy with sensitive information, we may not trust them with everything. Um, If someone has no context to understand the complexities and nuances of whatever you're facing, it may be unwise to share with that person. We don't have to share everything all the time. It could be unwise, the wrong time, the wrong people, and then done in the wrong way. 
For example, if you're suspicious, maybe somebody's done something wrong on your team, so you call everybody in and you chew them out, that's probably not wise. Here's kind of a rule of thumb. If your emotions are high, your judgment is generally low. Therefore, when you're really wound up, wait before you call, meet, tweet, or hit send. I want to say this again because I need to speak directly to somebody. If you're really wound up, you're upset, you're angry, you're freaking out, wait before you make the call, meet, tweet, or hit send. What do we want to show people, our team members? Because we care about them, we want to communicate with them. We want to show them three things. We want to show them what we know, what we see, and we want to show them what we feel. Let's talk about what we know. Here's one of the most important goals we can have as leaders. As leaders, our goal is to answer their questions before they ask them. Our goal as leaders is to answer the questions our team will be asking before they ask them. We're anticipating, we're answering questions, we're giving them a chance to buy in. Think about this. It's really difficult for our team to buy into what they don't know or what they don't understand. So we want to help them see this is what we know about whatever is going to be important to our organization. Secondly, we want to help our team members see what we see. As leaders, here's what I know about you. You're scanning the horizon. You're anticipating what's coming. You're trying to interpret what you see and then help your team understand. If you've ever wondered, why don't my team members think about what I'm thinking about? Why aren't they why don't they care about what I care about? Why don't they uh, talk about and get passionate about the things that really matter? The reason they don't think like you is because they don't see what you see. This is so important. The reason they don't think like you think is because they don't see what you see. You've got a different perspective. Here's three quick and important thoughts. Where you sit determines what you see. You see things your team does not see. Where you sit determines what you see. What you see shapes what you care about, and what you care about determines what you can be trusted with. That's why we want our team members to see what we see, and they'll start to think like we think. Whenever our team starts to see what we see, what does it do? It broadens their perspective, it gives them context, and it expands what they care about. So what are we going to do as leaders? We're transparent. We're wise. We want to show people what we know, what we see, and oftentimes we want to show them what we feel. Now, let's be honest. This is an area that's really difficult for a lot of leaders, especially those who are more introverted in nature. And sometimes we just don't want anybody to know how we feel because we feel crazy, right? Sometimes we do. We want to be wise in sharing our feelings because sharing too much personal information is inappropriate, but sharing too little and we're not ever going to really bond as a team. Here's what we have to remember. People don't buy into organizations. They buy into people. Sharing how you feel, sharing what you go, you're going through, that helps them to buy into you as a leader. They don't just see you as an authority figure. They start to see you as a person, and that's where we have a real emotional connection with people. So let's talk about what that looks like. Um, if you find yourself in a bad season, and at some point, you will. The economy is going to change. Some competitors are going to come set in. Things are not going to go as well as they did in the quarter before. Whenever there's challenges, whenever there's difficult seasons, your culture becomes ripe for mistrust, for suspicion, and for fear. Here's the problem. The less trust you have, the more transparency that you need. 
Whenever people feel like, oh, I don't know what's going on, I'm scared to death, there's more fear, there's, there's less trust, that's when you need to be even more intentional about being transparent. Often what happens when we as leaders get scared, we get quiet. We don't wanna talk about it. We're afraid that our fears, our weaknesses will show. The problem is this, when communication fades, trust diminishes. Let me say it again. When communication fades, trust diminishes. So the rule is communicate always. When things are tough, communicate more. I know I'm being repetitive, but we wanna drive this in. Communicate all the time. But when things are difficult or shaky, communicate even more. Why? Because the unknown is more difficult to deal with even than a painful truth. Think about it. You've got some kind of pain, you go to the doctor, like what am I up against? And you're scared to death. The doctor delivers the news, no matter what it is. Okay, it's no big deal, or you've got a real health battle ahead. When you hear it, you calm. Okay, now I know what I have to deal with. And the truth, even if it's not an easy truth, it helps to reset your mind, your heart, your, your emotions, and you know what you have to deal with. When there's bad news, and there will be bad news, sometimes as a leader, what you wanna do is you wanna deliver the news well. What is your goal? Your goal is to be calm. As it goes with your emotions, so it goes with the organization. If you're freaking out, you're gonna cause people to panic. You wanna be calm. You wanna be very direct. You're not holding back. You're not lying. You're not hiding things. You're being very direct. You're gonna be very honest, and you're gonna be very, very sincere. And what you wanna do as a leader is you want to empathize with those who are hearing the news for the first time. You wanna ask yourself, what is it like to sit where they're sitting? What's it like to hear this news? Maybe you've been working on it for weeks or months and, and now it's time to tell everybody. What's it like for them to hear for the very first time? What, what will they be feeling? What questions will, be, uh, will they be asking? And then you're just gonna tell the truth. Truth calms. Then what you wanna do is tell them whatever your plan of action is. You might describe it, be very detailed, even if your plan is incomplete. You might just say, the first step we're gonna do is investigate. The first step we're gonna do is we're gonna get together and brainstorm options, whatever it is, and then tell them, I'm gonna update you whenever we have more information and then follow through. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Above all else, to be truthful and transparent with others, you must be truthful and transparent with yourself. Plato said this, he said, the worst of all deceptions is self-deceptions. So, as leaders, remember, it's not just what we say and don't say that matters. It's what we do and who we are that really matters. Here's what I hope you'll understand. Your team, they're watching you. They're analyzing. They're studying. They're hoping. They're begging for a leader worth following. That, therefore, they don't need you to have it all together or always be right. They need to know that you care, that you love them, that you're value-driven, that you'll sacrifice for your own benefit in order to, to push the mission forward. They wanna know that you always tell the truth, even more so that you live the truth, not with perfection, but with honesty and with integrity. They don't want to follow an organization. They want to follow a person because people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Let's review, and then we're gonna get into some application questions. Transparency isn't all or nothing. As a leader, you always tell the truth, but telling the truth means what you say is true, doesn't mean everything that's true needs to be said. Complete transparency is not always wise. Not wise at the wrong time, 
to the wrong people or done in the wrong way. If your emotions are high, your judgment's probably low. If you're really wound up, wait before you call, meet, tweet, or hit send. What are we going to show people? We love our people. We want them to understand. We want to expand their context, their appreciation, their ability to weigh in and add value. So we're going to help show them what we know. Our goal as leaders is to help answer the questions our team will be asking before they even ask them. We want to show them what we see. What we see shapes what you care about, what you think about. What you care about determines what you can be trusted with. Number three, we want to show them what we feel. This is an area that's difficult for a lot of leaders. I don't really want to know how I feel. But remember, they're going to connect with us on a deeper level. The rule is this. When things are tough, communicate. Always communicate. When things are tough, communicate even more. Above all else, be truthful and transparent with yourself. Let's deal with application questions. Number one, as a leader, what do you see that others don't see? In other words, how can you help them see what you see so they can add value from a different seat in your organization. Help them see what's coming, and so they can add value. What do you see that they don't see? And then you want to communicate that to them. Number two, and this is important, what I want you to do is this. Name three areas or three different ways that you could communicate more frequently or in more detail that would create more emotional buy-in from your team, your shareholders, or your clients. I want to read this question again because it's long. I want you to think about it. I want you to name three different ways or three different areas where you could communicate more frequently or give them some more detail that's going to create more emotional buy-in to your team, to your shareholders, or to your clients. I want you to remember this. They're asking questions because they care. The ones who care the most are the ones who want to know the most. Don't resent their questions. Help give them information. Be transparent. That gives them buy-in, and then we're working together as a team. Because when you help your team see what you see, it broadens their perspective, gives them context, and expands what they care about. So you're ready for it. You know it's coming. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know it all. Have the courage to be yourself, because people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. If you want to go even deeper into this episode and get the leadership guide or show notes, you can go to life.church slash leadership podcast. You can also sign up to have that information delivered straight to your inbox every month. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share with your friends on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast.